and welcome to Crypto Cafe with Randy Zuckerberg. I'm your host, Randy, and on this podcast, we embrace newcomers and experts alike to all things crypto, NFTs, metaverse, AI, you name it. Our new recurring theme of this weekly podcast is what you need to know this week in the world of creative innovation. I am joined each week by my amazing teammates at Hug to break it all down for you. For anyone not familiar with what we're building at Hug, we are the most inclusive destination for blockchain curious artists and people who love art to connect like never before. Our mission at Hug is to democratize access to art through tech and education. We have tons of free resources and news on all kinds of trending creator topics. You can get them delivered straight to your inbox through our weekly newsletter, Creator Royalties, which you can subscribe to by clicking the link in the show notes or going to creatorroyalties.beehive.com. So each week on this crypto cafe, we provide what you need to know in all things AI, blockchain, and more. And we try to do it in as close to 10 minutes as possible. So let's jump in. I am joined in the crypto cafe by Hug contributor Debbie Soon, who is the chief growth officer at Hug, and Michael Littig, director of creator programming at Hug. Hi, Debbie. How are you doing? I am doing great. How are you? Good. I feel sad not having you sitting next to me in the studio, but I uh, it seems like you are thriving back in sunny LA. So I'm delighted for that. Yeah, can't complain about the weather. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael, how? what are you up to? Uh, I'm just reveling that you were first place in your half marathon this weekend. I think that's Ooh. incredible. Ah! Thank you, Michael. Although I left my hamstring out on the course, I think, because <laughs> I I left it all out there, including a part of my leg. So I, uh, you know, probably sidelined for a week or two, but super worth it to break through that rope. That was uh, that was gosh. really an exciting moment. Um, so in in this, both of you have brought some exciting topics that you want to cover uh, during our time. Uh, so, Michael, I want to dive in to the topic you brought to the table, which is the death of hobbies. Ooh, la mwahaha, that sounds really ominous. So tell me, why why did you bring that to the table today? All right. All right. So recent report came out of Fortune magazine um, that in the US, 49% of people under 35 claim to have a side hustle alongside their full-time job. Wow. So I think this is incredible in part because of platforms like um Etsy, Instagram, we have more people making their hobbies a side hustle than ever before. And in fact, 50% of those people are doing it for disposable income and for savings. So it's not because they need to do it, it's because they want to. So my question to you, Randy, is do you want to take your running and make it a side hustle? Yeah, I, I I think so. Maybe uh, that's like our next podcast or our next uh, thing is is about running and uh, and and Web three somehow. But um, I don't know, Michael. What it, like? Do you think is this good? Is this healthy? Is this exciting for everyone to be entrepreneurs? Or like, should we have some things in our life that we just do for fun and not for money? That's right. Yeah, I think. It's a complicated question. Here's the thing I think about. I think about my aunt and my niece who uh, have their own little side hustle out of their basement where they sell um, these textiles for pillows and they sell it online and it brings them together. It makes them feel like they're uh, contributing something to the world. 
Um, but I also am a little bit of like, you know what? I want to, I'm someone who's not guilty of this, but like get on the treadmill and just not listen to a podcast and just have fun and just be with my friends and not think about, oh, can I turn this into something? So I kind of sit in the middle here, but at the end of the day, I'm someone who believes deeply in the creator economy. And I think it is something that is a trend that will continue to be a part of our lives. So at the end of the day, I think it's something we need to know and to watch. Okay, so Debbie, I feel like you're like the queen of the side hustles because you're writing a book. You are like <laughs> like an art collector. You have all of these uh, things that, you, that you're doing. Um, do you like talk to me about why? And if you think like, is this a generational thing or what? Oh, gosh, I haven't figured out if I regret like saying yes to writing a book because it is a lot of work, as I'm sure you know, only too well. Um, but yeah, you know, I think a lot of it is really dependent on the stage of your life that you're in. You know, when my very first startup, which was a uh, an indoor cycling studio, was a side hustle. And it was probably one of the most rewarding times of my life. And I would never change any of that and made so many friends, learned so many lessons through that. Uh, but at the same time, like it was also really really, really stressful. So I think everybody's personal circumstances are different, especially if you have a family, you have other kinds of commitments. So yeah, I think a lot of it has to come down to what's important to you in your life right now and whether it is something that's sustainable and something that you can kind of balance effectively with all of your other responsibilities. Great points. Michael, what are some signs that uh, a hobby is ready to be turned into a side hustle? Yeah. So first of all, the first sign is, am I deeply passionate about it? Does this thing keep me awake at night? Is it something that makes me want to leap out of bed? That's the first thing I think if you should answer, because as Debbie said, there are going to be times when a side hustle actually becomes a side nightmare, if we can be <laughs> honest. Um, but the second thing is, is also to really notice where people are leaning in uh, when you talk about this thing that you're doing on the side, where where do people get excited? Because they are going to be your first customers. Your first customers are always going to be the people you know, the people you surround yourself with. So those are the two things I would uh, take note of if you want to start a side hustle. Great points. All right, Debbie, you brought some exciting topics to the table today, too. So let's start with Doodles and Crocs, the partnership. You wouldn't think that uh, a, a popular NFT collection and a shoe company would make a great collaboration, but here they are. So talk to us about it. Yeah. And I mean, this isn't the first, uh, you know, big brand collaboration that they are doing or have announced. In fact, they have a tie up with Camp and that is live right now in Chicago. So if you're if you live in Chicago, I would love to know how it is. But it's a one hour immersive experience that you can bring your kids to and just have a great day of family fun. And now they've teased this next collaboration with Crocs. And um, I mean, I don't actually own a pair of Crocs, so I don't know if I, I'm personally excited excited about it. But I mean, I think it's great that all of these that some of these projects that were created in the early heydays of crypto and NFTs are still around and they're still, you know, being taken seriously. They're developing whatever they have built into monetizable IP. So I think this is really a space to watch. Uh, Randy, do you have a pair of Crocs? Um, I do personally own own Crocs. And I think what I love about it is, first of all, the aesthetic of doodles is so fun with like the pastel and the rainbow and sparkles and like the fun characters that I feel feel like uh, maybe even if you you have no idea what doodles is or you've never you don't even know what NFTs are, you might still be excited about this collaboration and, and seeing their art. I don't know, Michael, what do you think? 
I'm excited because uh, right now we're seeing a downturn in collecting of uh, NFTs across the market. It's like 41% down, but 6 million contracts of people still building on this um, type of technology is still happening and growing. So what I'm seeing is people experimenting with IP, people experimenting with how to reach people more directly, how to engage them more directly. I think that trend is not going away. So I'm super excited. My mom was a lover of Crocs. And so therefore, I'm a lover Mm. of Crocs. But I will say there is no doodleification of Crocs that will make them like beautiful to wear. No, true, true. <laughs> like they're very like, comfortable. Like they're a comfortable, functional shoe. And <laughs> like, let's just call it what it is. Um, okay, but speaking, uh, moving to Debbie's next topic, I think, Michael, you really teed it up well by saying there's been a downturn in collecting NFTs. So now brands are starting to give them away. And Debbie, you brought a topic to the table about how Amazon Prime is giving out free NFTs to subscribe what's going on there? Yeah, so, you know, for the longest time, Amazon has been rumored or, you know, has reportedly been looking into launching their own NFT marketplace. But I guess in the meantime, they've been partnering with games to kind of give out NFTs. So, you know, I think this is something that they've been exploring as we all know that gaming is potentially one of the larger use cases in Web3. This isn't actually the first game that they have partnered with. They have partnered with other games as well to, you know, really give out digital collectibles, avatars. Uh, But I in general think that this is super bullish for the industry. The fact that a reputable brand like Amazon is, you know, kind of embracing this technology and embracing what, you know, NFTs or blockchain can do. And, you know, hopefully through these activations, really onboard more people to, you know, being part of Web3. Michael, any uh, final thoughts before we move to our ending lightning round? Yeah, just how exciting it is to be on the front lines of experimentation. You know, this is something I learned from you, Randy, as you've been on the front lines of experimentation for so many years, is that we are going to continue to see things rise and fall. But at the end of the day, every lesson learned will only build on the other. And I'm just grateful to these big brands for doing that, moving things forward. And I can't wait to keep my eyes on it. Absolutely. I just I feel like um, maybe I'm going to have to hide the badges and NFTs that I earn so people don't see what like terrible taste I have in, in shows and <laughs> what I watch. And uh, But I, I agree. I think it's really exciting. OK, time for the lightning round. Uh, we have three questions. I want to ask both of you about some of your favorite art drops, Web3 moments and creators. So, Debbie, let's start with you, uh, an art dropper uh, that you're excited about this week. Well, so I just got off a call with um, this person called Nick Kaliani. He is actually running a DAO um, of artists and they're launching art packs, which is kind of like NBA Top Shot. I guess if you think about baseball trading cards, uh, but he's launching this drop that's going to be featuring 65 different artists. And you in every single pack, you get five artworks, but you have no idea whose art you're going to um, be collecting. So I think it's a really fun way of gamifying, um, you know, art collecting. And there are a lot of incredible emerging as well as more established artists on there. So there's like some kind of built-in rarity and and, random, and randomization. So I'm really excited to see how that turns out. That's so fun. Uh, Michael, what about you? Um, mine is Ben Strauss, uh, co-founder of Transient Labs, dropped what's called Lux Number 2. This is the reason I love it. He has this tagline, painted with light, coded with gravity. Uh, Ben's a scientist himself. And what he did is he basically set up this pendulum 
and uh, it was a light pendulum that swung back and forth, and it created these amazing um, geometrical shapes that he captured with photography, and they're stunning and beautiful, and I can't stop looking at them. Love it. Okay, we have time for one more question. So give me either a favorite Web3 moment or a favorite creator this week, Michael. PayPal is launching a stable coin called PayPal USD. That's interesting. That's my Web3 moment of the week. Mm, love it. Debbie, over to you. Dretz, I was going to say that, uh, but I'm <laughs> going to shout out my <laughs> favorite creator, uh, one of these um, incredible artists from Australia. Her name is Tipitron. Uh, she's pretty much sold out at all of her available artworks, but she has one that's available right now. It's a beautiful yellow piece of artwork. She claims that it's probably one of her best yet. So if you haven't seen it already, I would definitely recommend checking out the work of Tipitron. Amazing. Well, I, there's definitely got to be something to set be said for the fact that both of you picked the same uh, Web3 <laughs> moment of the week. So let's all keep our eyes on what PayPal is doing. And agree with you, Debbie, Tipitron's art is absolutely incredible. Debbie, Michael, thank you so much for joining me in the Crypto Cafe. I wish we were together in person, but I love being on the radio with both of you. And I always learn so much from these shows. So uh, thank you so much. That was Debbie Soon, Chief Growth Officer of HUG and Michael Littig, multidisciplinary artist and director of creator programming at HUG. If you're an artist and you want to have your own featured profile on HUG and get access to collectors, to open calls, to so many opportunities, I encourage you to go to thehug.xyz. You can apply for your profile and get tons of free resources and news on all kinds of trending creator topics. Um, also, subscribe to Creator Royalties, the amazing newsletter that Michael and Debbie put out each week. Tune in next week for a brand new episode of What You Need to Know in the Crypto Cafe with Randy Zuckerberg, that's me, and my awesome hug contributors.